Chapter Thirty Eight of Doom Castle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Doom Castle by Neil Munro. Chapter Thirty Eight A Warning. Petula was from home. It was in such circumstances she found the bondage least intolerable. Now she was to find his absence more than a pleasant respite. It gave her an opportunity of warning doom. She had scarce made up her mind how he should be informed of the jeopardies that menaced his guest, whose scathless departure with Olivia was even, from her point of view, a thing wholly desirable, when the baron appeared himself. It was not on the happiest of errands he came down on the first day of favoring weather. It was to surrender the last remnant of his right to the home of his ancestors. With the flourish of a quill, he brought three centuries of notable history to a close. "'There's a lesson in humility, Mr. Campbell,' said he to Petullo's clerk. "'We builded with the sword and fell upon the sheepskin. Who would think that so foolish a bird as the gray goose would have doom and its generations in its wing? He had about his shoulders a plaid that had once been of his tartan, but had undergone the degradation of the dye-pot for a foolish and tyrannical law. He threw it round him with a dignity that was half defiance, and cast his last glance round the scene of his sorriest experiences, the dusty writing-desks, the confusion of old letters, the taped and dog-eared, fouled and forgotten records of pithy causes, and finally at the rampart of deed-chests, one of which had the name Drimderach, blazoned on it for remembrance if he had been in danger of forgetting. "'And is it yourself, Baron?' cried a woman's voice as he turned to go. "'I am so sorry my husband is from home.' He turned again with his hat off for the lady who had an influence on his fate that he could never guess of. "'It is what is left of me, ma'am,' said he, "'and it is more than is like to be seen of me in these parts for many a day to come.' But with no complaint in his expression. "'Ah,' said she, "'I know, I know, and I am so sorry.' "'You cannot leave today of any day without a glass of wine for Doc and Doris.' "'I thank you, ma'am,' said Doom. "'But my boat is at the quay, and Mungo waits for me.' "'But indeed you must come, Baron,' she insisted. "'There is something of the greatest importance I have to say to you, "'and it need not detain you ten minutes.' He followed her upstairs to her parlour. It was still early in the day, and there was something of the slattern in her dragging gown. As he walked behind her, the remembrance would intrude of that betraying letter, and he had the notion that perhaps she somehow knew he shared her shameful secret. Nor was the idea dispelled when she stopped and faced him in the privacy of her room with her eyes swollen and a trembling upper lip. "'And it has come to this of it, Baron,' said she. "'It has come to this,' said Doom simply. "'I cannot tell you how vexed I am.' "'But you know my husband—' "'I have the honour, ma'am,' said he, bowing with an old-fashioned inclination. "'You know my husband, a hard man, Baron, though I perhaps should be the last to say it, 
"'and I have no say in his business affairs.' "'Which is doubtless proper enough,' said Doom, "'and thought of an irony breeding forbade him to give utterance to. "'But I must tell you I think it is a scandal "'you should have to go from the place of your inheritance, "'and your sweet girl, too. "'I hope and trust she is in good health and spirits.' "'My good girl is very well,' said he, "'and with some reason for cheerfulness in spite of our misfortunes.' "'As for them, ma'am, I am old enough to have seen and known "'a sufficiency of ups and downs, of flux and change, "'to wonder at none of them. "'I am not going to say that what has come to me "'is the most jocko of happenings, "'for a person like myself that has more than ordinary "'of the sentimentalist in me, "'and is bound to be wrapped up in the countryside hereabouts.' "'But the tail may go with the hide, as the saying runs. "'Doom, that's no more than a heartbreak of memories, "'and an empty shell may very well join Don Torval "'and Drimderoch in the islands of Lochau, "'that have dribbled through the courts of what they call the law, "'and left me scarcely enough to bury myself in another country than my own. Mrs. Petrullo was not, in truth, wholly unmoved, but it was the actress in her wrung her hands. Ah, "'I hear you are going abroad,' she cried. "'That must be the hardest thing of all.' "'I am not complaining, ma'am,' said Doom. "'No, oh, no, no, but oh, oh, it is so sad, Baron. And your dear little girl, too, so sweet and nice.' The Baron grew impatient. The something of importance was rather long in finding an expression, and he took the liberty of interrupting. "'Quite so, ma'am,' said he. "'But there was something in particular you had to tell me. Mungo, as I mentioned, is waiting me at the quay, and time presses, for we have much to do before we leave next week.' A look of relief came to Mrs. Petullo's face. "'Next week!' she cried. "'Oh!' "'Then that goes far to set my mind at ease.' Some colour came to her cheeks. She trifled with a handkerchief. "'What I wished to say, Baron, was that your daughter and—and—and and, uh, and the French gentleman, with whom we are glad to hear she is like to make a match of it, uh, could not be away from this part of the country a day too soon. I overheard a curious thing the other day.' "'and it is only fair I should tell you, "'for it concerns your friend, the French gentleman, "'and it was that Simon MacTaggart knew the Frenchman was back in your house "'and threatened trouble. "'There may be nothing in it, "'but I would not put it past the same person "'who is capable of any wickedness.' "'It is not the general belief, ma'am,' said the Baron, "'but I'll take your word for it, "'and indeed I have long had my own suspicions.' "'Still, I think the same gentleman has had his wings so recently clipped "'that we need not be much put about at his threats.' "'I have it on the best authority that he broods mischief,' said she. "'The best authority,' repeated Doom, with never a doubt as to what that was. "'Well, it may be, but I have no fear of him. "'Once I'll confess he troubled me.' "'But the man is now no more than a rotten kale-stock "'so far as my household is concerned. "'I thank God Olivia is happy.' "'And so do I, I'm sure, with all my heart,' "'chimed in the lady. 
and that is the more reason why the Count, you see we know his station, should be speedily out of the way of molestation either from the law or Simon McTaggart. Doom made to bring the interview to a conclusion. As to the Count, he said, you can take my word for it, he is very well able to look after himself. As Drimderach, or MacTaggart, or whatever it is that Chamberlain's whim to call himself, knows very well by now. Drimderach, indeed. I could be kicking him myself for his fouling of an honest old name. Kicking, she said. I wonder at your leniency. I cannot but think you are far from knowing the worst of Simon MacTaggart. The worst, said Doom. "'That's between himself and hell. "'But I know as much as most, "'and it's enough to make me sure "'the man's as boss as an empty barrel. "'He was once a sort of friend of mine "'till twenty years ago my wife grew to hate "'the very mention of his name. "'Since then I've seen enough of him at a distance "'to read the plausible rogue in his very step. "'The man wears a very bobby virtue he has, "'like a brooch in his bonnet.' "'and now when I think of it, I would not dirty my boots with him.' Mrs. Petrullo's lips parted. She hovered a second or two on a disclosure that explained the wife's antipathy of twenty years ago, but it involved confession of too intimate a footing on her own part with the Chamberlain, and she said no more. End of chapter 38